All of it is supported by Missouri, makers of handcrafted jewelry that's made to last. Looking for the perfect Mother's Day present? Missouri has you covered. Get free shipping on all orders in the U.S. and Canada, plus a two-year warranty. Head to Missouri.com slash all of it or use code all of it for 10% off your first order. That's M-E-J-U-R-I dot com slash all of it. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. This is all of it. Joining me on the line is WNYC planning editor Kate Hines. Kate, thanks for making time today. Oh, of course, Allison. So I understand that Governor Cuomo uh, had a had a his press conference today, which previous now have been very straight talking, very who, what, where, when, and why, but right. sort of assuring that he really had a different tone today. Right. Well, he you know he delivered what he felt was kind of some devastating news, which is that the rate of infection in New York is higher than it had been anticipated. So right now we're on a pace where the cases are doubling every three days. So what that means is that the peak of the pandemic here could come in as little as 14 to 21 days, which is much earlier than predicted. Originally, you know, the governor said that estimates showed it would land sometime in the first week of May. So now it looks like we are going to need all of those hospital beds that we had, he had been predicting that we would need somewhere around April 6th to 13th, which puts us on a much faster timetable. You know, we have much less time than we thought we were going to have. And not only that, we're going to need more beds than we had previously anticipated. The governor said now, instead of 100,000 beds, we need 140,000 beds. So it was a pretty bleak, stark update. Um, he did, you know, he, he was upbeat in a lot of places. He talked about how the importance of, you know, continuing to do what we're doing. It didn't sound like he was calling for us citizens to do anything different. You know, those of us who are working from home are working from home and we're practicing safe social distancing. We're washing our hands. You know, he was basically like, we've done what we can. What we need now is the federal government to step up to the plate. And this is a theme that he's been hammering for the past several days, that we need the president to invoke the Defense Production Act for ventilators. You know, we can get our hands on some of the equipment we need. You know, we can make do with masks and gowns. We certainly need more than we have, but what the dire need is, is ventilators. Um, And I pulled a little bit of tape of um, Cuomo, you know, almost, you know, savaging the federal government here. He said, um, you know, we need 30,000 ventilators. The federal government has a stockpile of 20,000 of them. They haven't committed to sending them to us, but, oh, we got some good news from FEMA this morning, and this is what he said. FEMA is sending us 400 ventilators. This is on the news this morning. We are sending 400 ventilators to New York. 400 ventilators? I need 30,000 ventilators. You want a pat on the back for sending 400 ventilators? Yeah, and he, he followed up by saying even if the federal government opened up their stockpile of ventilators and gave us the 20,000 that they have, it would, you know, they would be hard-pressed to arrive here at the time that we need them. So he is clearly, you know, it's a no-holds-barred, get us the equipment and help that we need right now, and I will shame you publicly if you don't do it. 
My guest is Kate Hines, WNYC's planning editor. We do want to open our phones, 212-433-9692, 212-433-WNYC. Kate, are you looking for a specific kind of story from people? Are you looking for specific information from our listeners? Well, I'm, I'm interested in all kinds of things. I mean, I'm definitely open to taking questions and seeing what people want to know more about that we in the WNYC and Gotham's newsroom can pursue. But I'm also especially interested in hearing from people who have had experiences with um, doctors and hospitals in the past couple of weeks and your experiences with remote learning, especially if you are one of the people whose child is showing up to go to one of the enrichment centers that the city has opened, and there are about 93 of them citywide, for children of first responders transit workers, doctors, nurses, health care, etc. Um, we are very interested in seeing how that's going. Our number is 212-433-9692. Or you can always tweet to us at all of it, WNYC. So the remote learning portion, kids went back to school this week, and public schools are back in. Um, what are you hearing from, from people aside from other moms? Except your kids are a little bit older, moms who f- are drowning. (laughs) (laughs) Many of my mom friends drowning. Yeah, Yeah, it's rough out there. Um, You know, we're hearing a range of things, but there's a whole range of abilities and teachers are, you know, sort of rushing to use new technology. And there's a little bit of sort of instruction time that kids are doing face-to-face with their teachers in classrooms in Zoom or other Google Classroom. And then there's the out-of-class stuff that kids are trying to do by themselves while they're at home. So it's been, it's been a journey, but you know, they, the, as Chancellor Richard Carranza has put it, it's like trying to build the plane while you're flying it. He keeps using that metaphor, and um, it, it's really been something. What we heard from our reporter, Jessica Gould, who's been covering this story very closely, is um, the city hasn't released attendance numbers for the enrichment centers yesterday, but they expected, you know, they expected a lot of kids to show up. They've built it so that it serves like 57,000 students. Something like 4,500 students um, signed up to go to these enrichment centers yesterday. So there may be more space than previously thought of, although it's going to take some time to get the word out. I have a friend who's a teacher, and she's just, in this email, she said, just redesigning the assignments to be appropriate for online task hours, getting the students to do the work, grading, keeping parents informed, explaining how to do fractions and live chats, when the capacity to do one student at a time, all while making sure the kids don't post inappropriate things. She, I mean, the teachers who are out there who are working, God bless you. You guys are oh doing Oh, my gosh. Amazing, it's so funny. We, our producer, Emily Lang, who is working from home, her roommate is a teacher. And when Emily goes on, like, the production Zoom calls with us, we can hear the teacher in the background trying to teach from their apartment. And it's really been something to overhear. Okay. So you also want to talk a little bit about the hospital response. Right. Um, Our reporter, Gwen Hogan, has been digging to that. You know, we know that the city, states, and feds, to some degree, are moving very quickly to try to increase hospital bed capacity. A couple of the things we're trying to understand is how it's playing out on the ground. And Gwen is constantly talking to doctors and nurses. And um, I hope to bring you a more fully iterated version of that story tomorrow on Morning Edition. But the long and the short of it is, you know, they're running out of equipment, they're running out of ventilators. And I'm trying to understand what hospitals are doing what. Like, I just learned today, and I I was kind of surprised by this, that the facility that um, is being built at 
the Javits Center, the 1,000-bed facility, is not for COVID-19 patients. That's for hospital overflow, as is the hospital ship that the Navy is sending us. So we're not only do we have to prepare for all these ICU beds that have ventilators, but we have to prepare for the people who can't be served in regular hospitals because of the COVID-19 patients. So we're just trying to understand how staffing and medicine on the ground is being practiced, and especially what happens if you have a medical condition that has nothing to do with COVID-19. Like, what is your experience if you have appendicitis, if you have a heart attack, you know, if you break a leg, what's going to happen to you for the next couple of weeks in New York? Let's take a couple of calls. Let's go to line six. Sarah is calling. Matt, can you take line six for me? Sarah, are you there? Yeah, hi. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for calling all of it. Hi, uh, thanks for having me. I am calling because I um, have a, a good family friend who works in the construction business in New York City. And um, it's more of a comment than a question, but That's okay. what he's experiencing is completely 100% business as usual. Um, there's no, and there's very little sanitation on these job sites. There's men working in close quarters, and they're building things like condominiums. Uh, you know, luxury condominiums and um, luxury office spaces and things that they're not building hospitals, they're not building affordable housing. Um, and there's been very little talk of this, you know, the, um, it seems like everyone's kind of trying to pass the buck. Um, Mayor de Blasio is saying, well, it's, it's the state's responsibility to shut down the construction sites. Um, you know, Governor Cuomo says it's the city. In fact, de Blasio can pull the permits and stop construction and mm-hmm. track. Um, but these men are going in. They're on the Long Island Railroad. They're on the subways. They're mm. out in the street. And they're working close together. There's no running water on a lot of these job sites. So they have no protection whatsoever. And they're doing work that's basically, you know, lining the pockets of developers. Um, so you wanted and, to hear more about know, construction, Sarah. It sounds like you want the yeah, newsroom to, to look into that. Yeah, I just and, kind of think it's something that needs to be brought up that people are not talking about these people as quote-unquote essential workers um, in the same way that they are um, talking about people that are staffing our hospitals and running our grocery stores and things like that. Kate, go for it. Uh, Sarah, I can tell you that Gothamist reporter Christopher Robbins is reporting this story out right now, and we'll have something up on the website, I think, later on this afternoon. It is definitely something that we have been paying attention to, and we noticed all last week when we were still in the office. Um, as Allison can tell you, there's a giant construction site going up across the street from WNYC Radio, and that work is still continuing. I, You know, so far the thinking has been, the workers are outside. A lot of them wear the N95 ventilator masks anyway, but it's, it's, so the risk would seem to be lower. But this is something that has definitely not gone unnoticed, and there's a lot of growing calls for people to, for the governor and the mayor to step in and shut the sites down. Let's take Deanna from Long Island. Deanna, you're a teacher? Hi there. How are you? Hi. Good. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Um, I've been listening for a long time, and uh, I'm on, I've been home for more than a week now, um, teaching 11th grade, which ends in a Regents exam. So we're really concerned Hmm. about what's going to happen for these poor kids who've been working so hard all year. As we and my coworkers are trying to transition all of our daily class lessons into digital lessons to try to get these kids prepared, we're not really sure what's going to happen, and it's also a lot of work. Um, we feel compelled to give graded assignments 
to make sure the kids are doing the work at home, whereas in class, we don't necessarily have to grade everything they do every single day. Mm -hmm. So I'm finding it's a lot more work uh, distance learning than it is to actually be in the classroom with the students. Deanna, have you gotten any indication about what's going to happen with the Regents' exams? Well, um, we're just speculating that the end of the school year might be a wash, kind of like the Olympics. It might be postponed. These kids really aren't having enough time to prepare. And even the AP exams are still up in the air as far as um, New York is concerned and the college board is concerned. Deanna, thank you so much for calling in. Thank you. So, Kate, we'll continue to have these conversations. If anybody wants to tweet at us, at all of it, WNYC, any stories you want Kate to cover. Kate, as always, thank you so much for joining us, and we will be in touch with you probably this time next week. Thank you. All of it is supported by Missouri, makers of handcrafted, ethically sourced jewelry for every day that's made to last. Looking for the perfect Mother's Day present? Missouri has taken the guesswork out of gifting offering everything from dainty 14K solid gold pieces to pearls, diamonds, gemstones, and more. Make it personal with an engraving, or if you can't decide, check out their curated gift guide. Let them take care of the rest, gift wrapping included. Get free shipping on all orders in the U.S. and Canada, plus easy returns and a two-year warranty. Head to Missouri.com slash Olivet or use code Olivet for 10% off your first order. That's M-E-J-U-R-I dot com slash Olivet.